Welcome to the Dog Show Show podcast, presented by the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales and featuring Kim Reader. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Dog Show Show. Uh, Adam's my name, I'm here with Barb and of course, as always, our special guest Kim Reader from the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales. And in, now we've got a correction to make from episode two. You got to get this right, Kimmy. You got to tell. So we, we, we occasionally we make you kind of, mistakes. You got to help us to prepare for well, this. Uh, yeah, no, well, that's why I'm padding out now. We can always edit all this out. That's fine. <laughs> now, what did what did we say in episode two? Um, I referred to the head um, as not being a brachied head, but being a dolicephalic head, which is incorrect. <laughs> Uh, dolicephalic is Sounds heads that are similar to Afghan's heads. That's the length of head. That like a hold. long, pointy kind of head. Yeah, long okay. and narrow. It's a long yep, head. yep, yep, yep. Um, mesophalic is the more the one I was referring to, mm-hmm. um, and somewhere in between the brachy and the mesophalic is more our head type. Right. As um, I said before, we can't have them too short, and we are breeding them too short. Yeah. But we also want them um, to be one to two thirds, one third muzzle to two thirds skull to the occiput. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we don't, we need an understanding of what the short means. Mm-hmm. So that's just the correction I'd like to make. Okay. Okay. So you heard it here first. Mm. Mm. I, I, I would never have known. No. Like I wouldn't have listened to the episode going, oh, she got that wrong. <laughs> Who is this woman even? Does she even know what she's talking about? But there are, but there are people out there who are much more knowledgeable than you and I. Yeah. <laughs> and all of those terminologies sound vaguely archaeological to me as well. Mm. Like Jurassic. And <laughs> Jurassic. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Anyway. It does. It, just, it, does. Yeah. it does. I'm sure, that, I'm sure there's a commonality. I'm sure, you know. All of those terms refer to the types of dinosaurs. And they're talking about skulls. And as far as we know of dinosaurs, they're just bones and skulls now, these days. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Back to the show. Last episode, we talked, we started to touch on what a day in the dog show would look like and how you'd prepare. So I think in this episode, we want to, I want to try and cover like, what does a day in the dog show look like? So a day in the life of a, a dog show. A day in the life of a dog show. So you're you're waking up in the morning and it's the day of the show, whatever show you're going to, whether it's just one of the little local shows or one of the, the and I guess there'd probably be differences between the two as well, but one of the big shows. What what what, what is do you your do? Yeah, what do you do? What does the day look like? Well, you have to determine the distance you're gonna travel. Okay. So some people might come to Sydney from Newcastle. Yep. takes a few hours. Yep. Have to get up an hour or so beforehand and prepare your dogs in relation to, you know, giving them a run, making sure they've gone to the toilet, mm-hmm. that uh, you've got all their leads and all their um, necessary equipment, yeah. water bowls, everything that you need for the dog, yep. which normally you would have packed the night mm. before. I was going to say you planned yeah. that the yeah. night yeah. before. But that would be all obviously already in the car. You would um, have your, your crate uh, or your cage in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. Most uh, show people do have their dog confined. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is against the law to travel a dog without a 
harness of some mm. kind. <laughs> but most people put their dogs into um, crates because the dog feels better and they're more uh, secure mm. sitting in the crate. Mm-hmm. And it's also the ritual, as I call it. We get in the crate, we go to the show. Mm. So then the dog knows this is what's happening. Yeah, there's, like anything, a habit. And there's a process that we go through to get to the dog show. And we usually follow the same one every day, every time we go. Mm. So mm. Um, back to what we're talking about. So we've got everything in the car usually from being packed the night before. Mm. Some of us take picnics and food with us. So we've got to get all that out of the fridge and the mm. coffee or whatever we're taking. Mm. Make sure that's all in the esky. Put the esky in the car. Mm. Um, and... We've got our gazebo and um, our covers at the side. Some people have covers for the floor of their gazebo. All that's in the car ready to go. Mm. So get up probably an hour or two before, um, run the dogs, make sure that they're emptied out and they're prepared for the day. They know what's happening. They will have had their preparation the day before, their bath and all that kind of thing, their Mm. ears and their teeth cleaned. And so they know they're going to a show, so they're mm. up and ready to go as well. Mm. They get in the in the car and off you go. You can either travel, you know, two k sometimes if you're very lucky, or um, up to hundreds of k's depending where you're going. Mm. Whether it's a country show or a city show and where you live, mm. uh, the population's moved out of the city due to the urban sprawl. Mm. So mm. most people are out much further these days. Mm. So they've got distances to travel. So basically, you drive to the show. Get to the show and, again, get everything out of the car, including the dog, set up for the day next to your ring. So mm-hmm. the rings are numbered by group mm-hmm. and you set up next to that the day. Mm. For big shows, often there's times where you can go early like the day before and set up mm. by two o- mm. after 2 o'clock and set up where you're going to sit with your gazebo. Mm. But in the main, if you're just going to a show, it's just set up mm. on the day. So basically, that's that's it. Um, you unpack. Often, we you know people have um, cheese and bicky platters and mm. their coffee, or mm. um, some people take wine. There's all sorts of things. We also have canteens and and those sorts of things on the on the grounds if mm. you if you haven't got it together mm. and you just roll up. Yeah. Um, which is me. Totally um, <laughs> <laughs> us as well. <laughs> the alarm didn't go off. <laughs> can't, uh, can't get everything together always. <laughs> so, um, yes, there's always available. Some of the country shows don't have that. <laughs> so it seems like dog show people's best friends are McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> on the way. Yeah. Um, so and uh, people will, you know, go off at lunchtime like in Canberra and buy everybody them McDonald's or whatever they want to order. Mm-hmm. So it's just mm. like any other sort of sporting day. Mm. Um, so basically that's it. Then you attend, you, you show your dog. You, lots of socialising goes on, people mm. talking to each other. Um, usually after the judging, um, people tend to stick in their, in their gazebos and get their dogs ready and get all nervous, a bit like best in show, mm. <laughs> and, uh, and get ready to, to show. So, um, yeah, so that's basically it. At the end of the day, again, it's just packing up and going home mm. um, with, the, with your rosettes, your ribbons, your prizes, as, as dog show people call them these days, frillies. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. ribbon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there doesn't seem to be as much um, in the way of trophies these days, except for big shows and spe- some specialty shows. Mm-hmm. Um, often it's prize money, which is uh, enough to buy your lunch. 
<laughs> so it's not, it's mm. not, not you know, huge. we're not sheep stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, basically that's that's what happens. Uh, people pack up and go home and either do it all again next week or go to their next plan of action of where they're going to go. Mm. So mm. it's quite um, simple. Mm. It's And um, lots of times people put on Facebook where they are or if mm. there's anything happens like... Uh, our lady that we spoke about in the other episode uh, who came into the dog world through the voluntary, mm-hmm. she put up yesterday on Facebook, she broken down, mm. a picture of her bonnet up, and of course everybody goes, are you all right, do you need help? We'll come mm. and help you. Yeah. Mm. So it is quite a community. Mm. Yeah, I was just going to say that goes back to your community style that you have. Yeah, where mm. people will, you know, and if, if they need anything, sing out. You know, uh, very few accidents for show people, mm. road accidents over the years have happened, fortunately. Um, but I know that, you know, when on the occasion they have happened, dog people will come from nowhere and go and get the dogs, mm. pick the dogs up out of the mm. car or the trailer or whatever mm-hmm. and um, take them and make sure they're okay mm. while the occupants, you know... You know Dealing with that. With, with yeah, their issues. You don't want to be sitting on the side of a road somewhere with your dog and it gets distressed and mm. and potentially hurt because, you know, we we know it happens to dogs in hot cars and things like that. So you want to get it out of there, I guess, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's right. And plus, you know, mm. if if there was nobody to help, well, then, you know, the I suppose the police would just call the RSPCA the to pound, come and get the them, pound, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. it's very important that we all support each other and... And we do do that. If somebody's mm. stuck, well, somebody will run and get the dogs. Mm. So how long a day could it be? Are we talking, you know, 9 to 5, 10 to 4? Like what? what's a – you're getting there at what time and you're leaving at what time? Well, they have a start time for every show. Mm. And people like to be there a bit early to get set up, as I say, and prepare the dogs. Mm. Um, it can be an 8.30 start. Mm. It can be – uh, an eight thirty start with the classes of sweepstakes, or it can be not until your breed's not on until nine. Mm. It's in alphabetical order. You're called into the ring in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if you've got um, an Australian Terrier or an Afghan, mm-hmm. you've got to be there early. Yep. But if you're down the list mm. of alphabetically, well, yep. you can you can hedge it sometimes <laughs> if you're a bit late and uh, get there and set up probably in very much of a hurry. I've been known to run to the ring with the car, with the dog straight from the car. Well, oh, you, we're late. I was going to say, you're, you're in the S's, so you're okay. You're, you're a bit further down That's right. She's in the hmm? She's in the no, dog, By dog breed. Oh. Staffordshire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hard to get good help sometimes. <laughs> Um, so they, like, if you're on at 8.30, potentially you're, are you, are you there for, so we talked in the last episode about the different stages you can go through and getting best in show. If you're there at 8.30 you, and you're winning, potentially you're there until, yeah. till stumps, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And if you don't, if people, say for example, I go in and just bomb out in the first round. Do people generally hang around? As you said, it's it's a social event. Are they hanging around and chatting to other people and helping other people, or you just some do, some don't. As yeah. Like I said, some people have got kids, or some people have got something else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the younger generation seem to have a party to go yeah. to, yeah. something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So um, it's like oh, we'll we'll show in the next the next thing on the agenda for today. Mm. Um, the social people tend to hang around and mm. 
chat. Mm. Um, in the old days, it was very much like that's where because there was no social media, the mm. people would hang around for dog talk. Uh-huh. But now we've got the other mediums. It doesn't seem to happen as much. Doesn't need to happen. Dog yet. talk. So just like chatting around your dogs and what's happening, or was there a special thing organised that you know? This week we've got Kim Rita talking about, you know, yeah, hanging around after the show. What's going on? What's going on with the dogs? I mean, mm. I can remember um, coming home from a show um, and stopping on the side in the road, and those were the old days, and um, somebody setting up a barbecue. I was only a kid, and everybody sitting on the side of the road eating sausages and talking mm. about dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you know, and still, even these days, I mean, I went, as I said, to Perth last week to judge, and I... Uh, some very lovely people that were at the show took me home and that's all we did was sit down and have a cup of coffee and a drink and talked about breeding of Staffordshire Bull Terriers. It was wonderful. Mm. It was wonderful about, so like the old days. Mm. And um, And were these people that you knew well? Never known them before. So they're sitting, potentially they're very excited going like, I've got Kim Reader in my house talking to me about Staffordshire Bull Terriers. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been. Could have been. I don't know about that. No. You're, far, you're far too humble to say that. Oh, of course, <laughs> no. course it was, Adam. I, they, they, they knew who they had. No. <laughs> no. no, look, tr- genuine breeders and, and passionate people about their breeds, in any breed, yeah. will sit and talk dogs for hours. Yeah. Mm. Because you, you're nutting it out and you're picking pearls of wisdom up from each other. Yeah. You know, you know, they, they said things that, that I took up as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's mm. about, it's a conversation. Yeah, you're sharing the, yeah. your knowledge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, they're very, um, it was it was lovely. It was like the old days of talking about mm. Staffords and breeding. And so, mm. yeah, it was, mm. it was great. And then the next morning before I came home, we went to brunch. So oh, then wow. we were talking dogs there as well. So mm, passionate cool. people about their breed. Mm. Or in a bit, dogs in general will mm. will sit and talk for hours. So mm. it depends on. Um, I think too, people are more time poor. Even after the pandemic, you know, it's like people say, "Oh, I've got to go. I've got to go to work tomorrow." Mm. Right, that mm. sort of thing. Got to go home, get the dogs sorted, get everything sorted out, so that I can do my other job tomorrow yes. and go to work mm. or mm. or whatever. So yeah. I think people are a little bit more time poor. Mm. So most stuff. These days is done on Zoom meetings and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for for, for and the quick, dog well. quick, Roll you know, overs. turn it over and mm. yeah, move on to the next thing that you've got to do. Mm. So as I say, it was a delight last weekend to sit and talk to people. Yeah, it would have really it, taken you back yeah. to yeah how it's supposed to be or how it used to be. But you know, if people are at the show and come and talk, you know, come and ask you something, people will talk forever to help them. Mm. Do you know? Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, there are people that aren't as helpful as others. That's the world. Mm. So, but, um, you know, the Stafford Club people are very helpful. I can mm. almost assure anyone if you meet Kim at a show, yeah, yeah, you'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's sitting with she a couple of world-class, Olympic-class talkers <laughs> over here, but you, you'll be fine. You, you said that uh, before, in terms of preparation, we talked a little bit about this off-air, we've got to be delicate, but... The term, making sure the dog is empty. <laughs> what are you exactly referring to? <laughs> well. We, we, off air you said you basically want the dog to have pooed and weed before it goes into the ring. Yeah, preferably. Yeah. yeah. Because um, 
it's sort of like a competition. And I say to people, I had many years ago a, a couple that had some very nice dogs, but they they couldn't really win. Mm. And the man got really upset and he, and the lady was heartbroken because she'd shown under this judge that she knew would like her type of dog and still couldn't win. Mm. And she came and said to me, what's going on? I said, well, you don't take Miss Australia to the competition with her hair dirty, her teeth not cleaned, and her wanting to go to the toilet. Mm. Mm. You have to be prepared. So mm. they need a bath. They need their ears cleaned, their teeth cleaned, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they need to feel um, well in the ring. They don't want to look bloated mm. or feel uncomfortable or have to stop to do a wee or a poo in the middle of being judged if mm. you can help it. Mm-hmm. It happens sometimes, but you try to avoid it. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, you know, that's that, it's not a lot of preparation to ask for. Mm. I mean, apart from all the coated breeds, they put a lot of preparation because they have to have their coats mm. Um, done for the show mm. but smooth coated breeds like ours um, people think oh they look alright but I won't bother bathing them mm. but you should bath them because they you know they need to smell nice and mm. you know look groomed because mm. they're going into a competition and look like you've put the effort in for it for that reason too well it's a shame if you judge a dog and it's really nice and you just go look I'm really sorry I couldn't do anything today because he's so fat hmm mm. Get the weight off and we'll bring him back. It really is like a beauty contest, isn't it? Well, <laughs> like you never see there's a, a, standard. a fat Miss Universe. There's a standard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Could he do his job if he was overweight? Yeah, yeah. Could he do his job if he was underweight? Yeah, it, it all it does, does it? It comes with that fit yeah. for purpose thing, doesn't it? That's yeah. Right. That bit, yeah. that bit is very much about soundness. and. So there's not even like an allowance for like, oh, well, you know, they don't really do that anymore, so we don't need to be that fit. No, you still need to be. You still need to have the look and the, the, the ability. Well, you need to be fit enough that we can see you making shape. Because, mm. you know, when the, some of them come in, they're a bit too fat and you can't even see their shape because mm. mm. they're out of shape. That's where mm. the word out of shape comes mm. from, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so a, it's interesting. Learned something new. Out of shape. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, well, if they're not, they mm. can't meet the, the standard because they're, they've got too much weight. I mean, dogs come in too thin. I, we were mm. talking about this last weekend, but um, you don't see that very often. Very mm. rarely, very mm. rarely, where they're too thin. Mm. We're all too kind. <laughs> so I think, going back to what you were saying before, like it, it sounds. I think I've said in the past, I played rugby, I didn't play at a high level, but there were certain things that I did. No, I just put park footy, I didn't play for the Waratahs or anything like that. But I, but you would, as you were saying it, I was thinking, yeah, like one of the last things I would do before I go into footy field, and we used to call them nervous wees, but I'd have, I'd have a wee. Yeah. And sometimes you put it down to anxiety, like I used to a put bush it down wee? to... Well, we used to play in a high school... And there were some kids in some science class on Monday morning that if they opened the window, they would have some fairly nasty smells coming in through the window because most of us would bush wee, yeah, behind the science block at the school we played in. But but I always thought it was a fight-or-flight response. Like, my, I knew I was about to go in and, and be in a situation where I was going to spend 80 minutes with my fight-and-flight response at its absolute peak. So my body was just like, okay, we know what you're about to do. You need to be as empty as possible. But really, uh, what you said made perfect sense. Like, you don't want to be standing in the middle of a football field going, I really need to do a wee. <laughs> oh, I need to go. Excuse me, ref. 
So, sir, can you just pause the game for three or four minutes? I just need to take a dump. Um, what happens if a dog, what happens if a dog poos in the middle of a ring? <laughs> like, what do you do? Well, it does happen because you know, as we were saying, the exercise um, loosens. Yeah, it does you know makes that happen makes sometimes? Some, yeah. So, um, I suppose um, depends sort of what level of show you're at. Right. If you're at the Royal Easter Show or you're out. That's it. Well, you, it's not, game over. Well, you've got an international panel. They yeah. may look differently coming from a different country. Yeah. They expect that if you're exhibiting at that level, that you should have preparation enough yeah. to know that your dog shouldn't shouldn't be doing that, that. at that mm. time. There are areas to walk the dog mm. to make sure it's empty. Mm. Um, and but having said that, uh, judges are people as well. And um, dogs will go around and maybe, you know, the girls will squat or somebody mm. will do a poo. And, you know, obviously the exhibitor is profusely apologising. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you just go, oh, okay, go around again. Like, you know, you mm. have to be, mm. and you would be because you, you know, you're nice mm. about these things. Mm. These things happen. It's an well, you got to go, you got to go. Yeah, it's an mm. animal. Mm. Um, and and um, we've got people that, you know, Anybody will run and clean up. Mm. You, you're responsible for your own dog, but mm. somebody will always come. Even the steward sometimes mm. will mm. help people out to get to move it. Um, but having said that, um, you know, just take it in your stride. But it's all about you know how you want to present your dog. At what level do you want to present your dog at? And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody says, "Oh, you're not going to get an award because you did a poo in the middle of the ring." <laughs> But I have seen judges like from overseas shake their head in like mm. no, that's in disgust. Not, yeah, like not with the dog, <laughs> mm. with the handler for not being prepared. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's not the dog's fault. Yeah. Mm. So, so you can say not with the dog, with the handler doing a poo in the middle of the night. No. <laughs> Sorry, you've lost. You need to edit that out. <laughs> No, that's gold. <laughs> Trust me. So if we were thinking, I'm thinking, I'm using the um, the parallels of the dog as an athlete. So athletes, the guys I've played footy with have certain super, superstitions and certain things that they they do. Um, like I used to play footy with a guy who, you were talking about getting groomed. I played footy with a guy who would never get a haircut in the day of a game. Mm. Yeah, Just wouldn't do it. Wouldn't go into the fresh haircut. Firstly, the animal, but also the handlers. What are some of the... Is there any weird little superstitions? Did you have any animals that had any weird little things that they would do knowing that they were about to get shown? Or did you do anything? Did you have any rituals that you stuck to? Yeah, and I know others that do. You know, they wear particular colour underpants. Or <laughs> I, When I showed the chain maker, I had this special pair of gold shoes. Right. I always went, showed him in those. Yep. Um, he always did his wee on the... On the entry peg. Yeah, that was his wow. ritual. Yeah, to get in the, when he went in the ring and then he turned into a different dog when he got in there. Right. So, um, but yeah, and lots of people do have rituals. Like, you know, they have special things they do, particular leads they use usually. Mm-hmm. Particular, their lucky lead, their lucky shoes, their lucky suit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The lucky colour. Yeah. Everybody has a, um, especially when you're winning with a dog at high level. Mm. seems to be mm. that you have these little things that if you don't have them you're not going to lose today yeah 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 so um 
but yeah, mainly leads or lucky things that, that are to do with the dog mm. and, and yourself. As I say, I had the gold shoes um, and it was funny because then the competition started wearing gold shoes. <laughs> so that's what happens. Mm. But, um, it worked for you, it worked for me as well. That's right. Mm. So, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's every own little personal thing. So, yes, I would say, yeah, there are a lot mm. of them. There's a particular person I know, he only wears red underpants. Like, if he's going to win, mm-hmm. that's what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I know it's racing can't Red's a power colour. Red's mm. power colour. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Put you in front. Yeah. Yeah, I used but, to, mm. I, like, I, I used to make sure I had every layer of clothing. So, like, I'd wear protective stuff. So, I'd have my shin guards and my um, shoulder pads on before I'd put my... my bike shorts on and then I'd put my rugby guitar each layer had to be complete before I put the next layer on and then the last thing I do is put my head under the shower for about five or six seconds just get a bit of cold water on and that was my ritual every time I played I mean it didn't matter I'd, we'd win games we'd lose games it never seemed to affect it but that's just what I so for me also that was about getting into a mindset of you're about to go and compete and you're about to go and you know run into great big blokes for 80 minutes for fun that dog you talked about is that was that a, maybe a similar thing for him? Like as you said, he it's, was a different dog. Processing is just what in he his had to do. in his yeah. mindset. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I think from memory, I haven't watched Best in Show for a while. There was um, one of the people were like you couldn't annoy them, you couldn't talk to them before the show. They yeah. were a bit mm. snappy. Yeah. Mm. Well, people are like that often. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're in a zone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to get out of that zone. Mm. And it's not that they're being rude. It's just not now. Mm. Because I'm a, they'll say, I'm about to go in. And that's mm. all they say. They never explain why. <laughs> yeah. They just go, I'm yeah. about to go in. Yeah. And other dog show people know what they mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. about to go in. Yeah. That means stay away from don't me. Talk I'm to trying, to get it, trying to get the dog right, trying to get me right to go in. Mm. Yeah. And, and I've got to get in there because if I'm not in there, when they call me, I'll be called absent. So there's always that. Right, yeah. So... It's about the process again. So mm. yeah, you're exactly right. That's that's what they're sort of thinking. They're in the zone and they've got to complete the task. Yeah. The best way mm. they can with the dog being happy and being able to complete the task the best way he can do. Did, mm. did you have any dogs that you needed to do things a certain way for that dog to be ready to compete? Like you just like it had to be this, this, and this for it to be ready to compete. And if you didn't do it, it wouldn't compete. Some Not of them, yeah. Some of them um, were better if I left them in the crate and took them out last minute. Mm-hmm. They'd been for all their emptiness, <laughs> but um, <laughs> they um, were sitting there, and they yeah. would. If I took them out of the crate before they went in, they'd muck up. Mm. They had to go. I had a ritual with one that had to. They knew that they came out of the crate, they go straight into the ring, and they do it. Mm. But if I mucked around too much and had them out beforehand on the lead waiting or something they think what's going on they just the process was gone Mm -hmm. right so yeah there's there's all that sort you work out down to the end on what's the best to get the best Mm. out of your dog Mm. if you're really really into getting them to handle properly Mm. yeah some people don't they just take them in there and go well whatever Mm. but we know it just from even from our dog who will never be a show dog 
by the way. Um, she, she's, 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 she's very routine-driven. Oh, man. Massive routine. So yeah. we can see how the rituals and things would play into that and the routine of everything would help them in that sense. Yeah. Well, I'd say to people when they can't get the dog to do something, usually in the ring, hmm. he's confused. Hmm. That's the usual reason a dog won't show. Hmm. It's confused. It doesn't know what it's got to do. Mm. And then sometimes too many people get involved mm. so they don't know who they've got to do it for. Yeah. Mm. You know the old saying? Too many yeah. cooks. Spoil. Dog can only have one master. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. So they get a bit confused on who am I doing this who for? Who am I and... listening to? Yeah. Mm. It's like people, isn't it? If you've got five or six different people telling you to do something and they're all telling you to do something slightly different, who's the boss? That's right. Like yeah. you're confusing me. Yeah. So I always believe that the ritual's part of the lack of confusion. Mm. So the, you do the same step all the time. Mm. One person's involved. Mm. Sometimes I'll say to some to people, if they just can't get it, need to change your jockey, which means get another handler. Because mm. not all dogs have the great rapport with the one person. Yes. Mm. You know, they might be yep. too soft mm. on, and they might think, oh... I can walk all over this my mum, I can do whatever I like, I don't care if mm. I'm in the ring or not. Mm. And, of course, they haven't trained them to know the difference because mm. they're soft. They just don't yeah. understand the training part. Right. So then they, then you might just say, oh, you need a new jockey. That's my, that's my joke. Of, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, sometimes the dog can be codependent on them. Mm. So then the dog will lean on them and won't even stand up and won't let anybody touch it. Mm. Mm. There's all these things that people, humans build relationships with dogs that aren't always healthy. Mm. Yes. So when you go to show them, that comes out. Mm. It mightn't even be their natural temperament. Mm. So that's why people would could get, like in, in we were talking about in America, you know, you pay the handlers to come. Other people other than yourself, you get them to show your dog for you. Well, not everybody's a handler either. Mm. Mm. Not everybody, like in the dog world, everybody, I'd say, has their place, has mm. their spot. Some mm-hmm. people have magnificent administrators, mm. like Gina, yeah. who came through that way, and she's, mm. she's running shows and everything now. Mm. And, and not saying she wasn't a good dog handler or anything, but that's her forte. Mm. Mm. Do you know what strengths, I mean? Yeah. Some people are... Really great dog handlers mm. can get the dog, you know, we, we laugh and call them dog whisperers because mm. <laughs> they can get the dog to show. And mm. if you can't get the dog to show, I'll oh, go and ask someone so she'll get it to show. Mm. Mm. There's a really top handler in America, Kim, and we always say, mm, they've been Kimmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. So she just gets. I might call the- that this episode, let's get Kimmed. <laughs> <laughs> So she's, she's really very good. Mm. But it is exactly right because, you know, again, we're back to boundaries and things. Dogs need to know boundaries and sometimes mm. the owner isn't always the best person to in, implement those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can get away with it. Yeah, there's I think more things. you see that in other sports as well where there's very good teams that need a different type of coach. And they'll the coach will another coach will take over and, and win a grand final or do whatever, take this team to a championship. But it's just the potential was always there. You just needed the person to unlock it, the yeah. right person to kind of 
be able to, as you say, manage the manage the team, manage the personalities, and I'd imagine it's the same with the dog, you know, yeah. and make sure it knows what it needs to do to, to, to show properly. Well, I think they understand dogs probably more. Mm. They understand that every dog's different, every dog reacts. While there's a basic bottom line about how dogs behave, they're still all different. Mm-hmm. And you know mm. that if you do one thing, that dog won't react and respond. But another, like some dogs are food dogs. Mm. Some dogs are not. Mm. They won't respond to the food debate. Mm. Stand there and look at you and go, oh, yeah, you're silly, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, and other dogs go crazy mm. for it. Mm-hmm. And, and You'd be a food dog. Mm. 100%. I'm a food human. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd do anything for a good feed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there, like, you touched before about, I was just thinking, you know, the dog that leans up against its owner or won't show or won't stand. Is, is there any situation where, like, a dog just gets beyond, show, like, something happens and it ruins the dog and it can't show anymore or it won't show anymore? Is there, or, or is it simply just the need to change a little part of its routine to get it to show better? Some dogs aren't show dogs. Yeah. They don't like it. They don't want to do it. Yeah. And they just don't do it. Had dogs like that, mm. where they were very difficult to handle. Mm. And what you do with those dogs is probably make them to their title and pull them out. Mm. They don't like it. Mm. So they're not show dogs. Mm. You know, it comes back then to the breeding side of things. Those dogs are often um, genotype dogs. There's genotype and phenotype. So pheno, what you look like. Yeah. Genotypes, your pedigree. Mm-hmm. And so you might have two brothers. One's the phenotype and does all the winning. Mm-hmm. And his brother, no, oh, thanks, don't want to do that. Mm. That, that, that mm. produces the pups. Right. Right. So you've got to figure out what type of dog you got. Well, some dogs don't like it. It's no good at pushing mm. a dog who doesn't like it. You wouldn't do that. Mm. You, mm. Might, you might get him to the point where he likes to do it to you to the point where you can get him a title because he's nice. Mm. But you would you would pull him out, but it's, then you have other dogs as as we mentioned that are show dogs. They love it. Mm. Well, you just keep them and until you've got something to come up behind, mm. which you should pretty much have a plan for if you're a breeder exhibitor. Mm. Mm. So if you're just an exhibitor, well, you have to find another dog. Mm. But um, at the end of the day, um, same with horses, I would imagine. Same with most things that are are shown. Um, you know, some like it and some don't. Mm. So, with a, you know, it wasn't a staff at this particular breed that, you know, was leaning up and was unhappy and mm. pulling away. And, well, you know, as much as they want to show it, they shouldn't show it. She doesn't want to show it. Mm. Mm. And maybe give her a shot with another person and see if they can get the best out of her. Because mm. sometimes, you know, <laughs> dog walks in the ring with someone else and you go, what's that dog? <laughs> well, that's so and so. Is it? Was it really? <laughs> doesn't even look like the same dog. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It's just the relationship they have with the handler. Yeah. Mm. And I think you're right. Well, obviously you are because you know what you're talking about. But the, the, the boundaries thing and what the handler's willing to accept and not accept and let go and not let go. Like if it was your own dog and you loved it and you had a soft spot for it, you go, oh, well, it does this, but I'll just let it do that because that's what it does. Versus the person that says, no, no. That's not how we behave, and I'm going to stop him doing that or her doing that. Well, that's right. No, no, we do it this way. We don't do that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we do it this way. So, mm. you know, we 
and you know as I said in last week at the show you know pulling pulling and fighting with the dog in the mm. ring and people think I have to keep hold of it well no if you let it go you know yourself if somebody's pulling you you pull you pull away mm-hmm. yeah mm. right? you don't if they let go you just stand there or don't mm. you all mm. move mm. it's the same for a dog well it's, mm. it's interesting I noticed when we take our dog for a W-A-L-K, we can't say it out loud because she'll think she's going for one. Um, but she, when we first go out, she's pulling at the lead until she kind of gets into a bit of a rhythm and feels comfortable and she's out, oh, okay, here I am. And then by the end of our and walk... She struts around. She's just toddling along beside us and we don't mm. really need to do anything with the lead at all. She's just quite happy to just plod along. So I suppose it's the same, isn't it? You know, if they're comfortable and they feel good and you've done your preparation as you said properly you've emptied them out but you've given them their run and you've made sure they've got nervous energy for lack of a better term out of them they're well it's good excitement to go. isn't it mm. you're going to go for a w-a-l-k <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. so um they all get very excited mm. but you know when the the excitement's pretty much over unless somebody just throws a dog at you and says show it mm. and then the dog's just met you or excited to see you mm. you should spend some time with it before you go in the ring mm. if you haven't seen each other for a while mm-hmm. so that you get the excitement out and you know do a bit of a, a lap and you know I, I tell people if anybody's horse people that you know the best thing to do is to lunge them which is you know how the horses go around in a big circle mm-hmm. in yes. a long lead mm-hmm. yeah you do that with the dog of course yeah mm. gets all the extra energy out yep. they start to get trotted a pace that's correct mm-hmm. mm. and they calm down mm. yeah that's that's all you really need to do and you, even if somebody throws a dog at you and says show this obviously there would be hopefully enough time mm. but mm. you would go down away from the ring and just get it calmed down mm. whichever way you do it mm. i'm sure other handlers have got better ideas than me mm. so but, you know, that's that's what you've got to do. And um, just relax. Hmm. Let the lead down and the dog will come with you. Hmm. So I think our takeaways from this episode are prepare the night before, get all your stuff together, buy a gazebo because mm-hmm. and learn to love McDonald's. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you go... I would have thought if you went to a country show, there'd be like the Country Women's Association baking biscuits or something like that. But But... Learn to love McDonald's and and empty your dog. <laughs> and get, you have to get up early. Don't forget that one. Yeah, how early have you gotten up? Well, you have to. You, well, me. Yeah. What's the oh, earliest you've ever gotten I'm, up? I've not gone to bed. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> That's early. Just got up, preparing all night, getting everything ready, getting well, the dogs ready. Well, you know, in the Royal Easter Show days, we used yeah. to um, be so excited. Uh, we used to stay up. My mum used to stay up all night baking. Baking. Mm. Yeah. Um, we used to take a big teapot, you know, those great yes. big army teapots. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, by the time we'd finished baking and packing, everything was useless going to bed. Mm. So mm. Um, we used to then get in the car and go Just down go. to the Sydney showground. Down which Park. was different, yeah. 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 And, uh, and do that. But, yeah, we've often got up, I mean, really early in the morning and driven to... You know, it's stupid o'clock, I call it. Yes. We're up at stupid o'clock. Is everybody in the car? A lot of, lot of silence usually in the beginning mm-hmm. of the drive because mm-hmm. everybody's not really awake. <laughs> what are we doing up in the middle of the night? Yeah. And, uh, you know, driven to... 
one thing is all dog show people know the remote places. You know, people have a conversation with you and they'll say, oh, do you know this place? Yeah, you do. Yeah, been there for a dog show. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So most dog people are well-travelled, mm-hmm. both not just within Australia, internationally even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most um, dog people know the little remote towns. Mm. So, so dog shows is a good thing to get into if you want to travel. Well, that's true too. You mm. get to see the countryside. and mm. It's always an adventure. Mm. You know, get in the car and drive to Brisbane. Yeah, where we go now. Mm. So get in the car and drive to wherever. Yeah. And it was always very much an adventure, always. I think it still is to a certain extent. Mm. The mm. only thing is we've got highways now, so you don't sort of get... It's, it's not as far. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. there's distances when you judge from when you can judge a time and distance, and that's become a little bit less being able to judge because everything's so much closer. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. So mm. it's... Yeah, but, yeah, I think it's um, it's good fun if you take it in the spirit, you know. Most people have enjoy the drive. Yep. Most people will drive their dog rather than fly it. Yes. Mm. So, yeah. though, though I was in, as I say, in Western Australia last year and they'd flown over from Brisbane. Mm. So mm. they, I'm sure they were up early. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. for sure. Would have had to pack a really big pot of tea. Mm. Reckon. <laughs> <laughs> On that note... Let's wrap it up. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. You're Thank really you. great. <laughs> I'm going to leave that bit in. Yeah, do. <laughs> leave it in. <laughs>